you've created a standout cover letter and you're ready to apply for that job, right? Wrong. You also need a standout resume that'll get you noticed. There's more to a resume than your work history. If you want to get to the top of the resume pile and get yours noticed, stay tuned for some Killing It resume tips. Grab your notebook and pen. This episode is filled with tons of tangible tips you won't want to forget. Hi, friend. Are you ready to move into a leadership position? Do you have interests and ambitions that you want to pursue, but feel like you don't know how to take that next step? Maybe you want to start your own coaching or consulting agency. I'm Mel, and I help educators define their career path through correct mindset, knowing your options, and getting prepared for your career transition. I will show you how to level up your leadership skills, share your expertise in a new way, create impact on a larger scale, and put your leadership in motion. As an educator for over 20 years, I started to feel underused and like I had more to give. I knew when the time had come for me to leave the classroom and affect change on a larger level. Now, I'm ready to help you determine where your talents and skills mesh with your passions and interests, put your leadership in motion, and move into that next phase of your educational career journey. Let me help you define your career path by having the right mindset, knowing your options, and getting prepared for that next leadership position. So power up and put your leadership in motion. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to Empowered Educator. I'm your host, Mel Van DeVort. We talked about how to write a standout cover letter. Today, we're going to talk about how to write a killing it resume to go with that cover letter. This episode was also aired on my Choose Your Next Yes podcast for my marvelous midlife women who are searching for that next career. So there may be some things in here that don't sound educational, but that's okay. The content is what I am more interested in you hearing. So Just go ahead and listen, and if there's anything that is specific to midlife women, just ignore that and insert educator in that spot. Let's get started. Today, I'm going to tell you how to write a killer resume that'll get you noticed. What is the difference between a cover letter and a resume anyway? Well, a cover letter tells your story in a more personal way and highlights some of your specific skills in the present or future and how they relate to the position you're applying for. A resume, on the other hand, is a list of your past accomplishments and includes your skills, job experiences, education, and any professional memberships you may have had. They are formatted differently and they contain different information or they may contain some of the same information just presented in a different way. It's extremely important to have a great resume to complement your cover letter. Great resumes make it to the top of the pile, while subpar resumes make it to the trash pile. You do not want to invest your precious time working on a resume that is never seen or maybe glanced at and moved past quickly and right into the trash pile. 
And ladies, if you need to chat with someone about how to clarify your gifts and skills and know which career shift is right for you, please reach out to me. You can email me at any time at melvandevort at gmail.com, which I will always have linked in the show notes, or you can click on the career clarity blueprint in the show notes and schedule a session with me. During this empowerment hour, I will help you know where your confidence, passion, and purpose merge. I would love to help you get started on your new career today. So how do you write a resume that will get you noticed? Let's dig in about the requirements of a killer resume. And for some reason, I feel like I need like creepy music when I say killer resume, you know, like Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street kind of music. My man loves the Halloween movies and I'm a big chicken and he's made me watch those. So now I'm like scared to be in my apartment alone sometimes, but that's okay. Whatever makes my man happy, I will do even if it means watching the scary movie and living by myself. Now that I've gotten that pointless tidbit of information out of the way, let's get to the topic of the day, which is resumes. So number one, job description and company research. If you don't know what job you're applying for or what the company is all about, then how do you know it's the right company for you? You have got to do some research. Every time I wanted to apply for a principal position or an administrative position at a school, I thoroughly researched the school to make sure that they were a right fit for me as well as me being a right fit for them. I looked up their vision, their mission statement, um, what courses they offer, all of the things that might clue me into who they are. And the job description, you're going to look at that job description over thoroughly. You need to know who you're working with as well. So look at the job description and then maybe go to the department for whatever job it is in and really research that specific department as well. Get to know who the coworkers would be that you would be working with and what their qualifications are, what their thoughts are, see how personable they are. You can learn a lot from a website. You're also going to want to look at that job description thoroughly so you can pick out those keywords and phrases that you're going to need to add to that resume to get bumped up and get noticed. Look at the skills that you're going to need and make sure that you highlight those in your resume as well. And any specific degrees or certifications that you need. If you're applying to be a principal or a superintendent, you're going to need a superintendent or a principal degree and to have taken the certification test because they're not going to even look at you if you don't have the certification test passed or have at least taken them. If you want to be a driver for a delivery company, maybe like Frito-Lay, you may need a specific driver's license endorsement such as a CDL. Or maybe you are applying for a tech job and you need Google certification, which Google certification is easy to get. You don't have to do anything special. You just study at your own pace. You pay, you take the test, you pass it, no problem. There may be things that you need specific knowledge of, certain software programs or whatever it may be, but you don't have that necessarily. Don't run out and get that until you know you have the job because you could drive yourself crazy trying to get all of these certifications for just one specific job. If they are interested in you for your other skills, you still want to try to make it to the top of that pile with everything else on your resume, then they may be more flexible and they may be willing to help you get that certification or that knowledge for whatever that program is. 
And I just wanted to reiterate the fact that you need to know what their vision and mission is. It gives a clearer picture of what they do in the company and, again, whether or not you want to work for them. And your skills may fit, but you may not be using the correct industry wording. So make sure when you are looking at that job description that you are equating your skill with that specific title or wording. So let me give you an example. Instructional designer versus teacher. Teachers by nature are instructional designers. When I was transitioning out and looking for an instructional design job, I had to learn a lot of terminology, a lot of lingo to help me fit into that industry. Yes, I am an instructional designer because I have been a teacher. I design instruction all the time, but I didn't use that wording. And so you need to look that up. An instructional coach versus dean of instruction. I'm a dean of instruction, but I do instructional coaching. So when I'm applying for a position or if I would apply for a position that they need an instructional coach, I would not call myself a dean of instruction. I would call myself an instructional coach because that that is specifically what they are looking for. In life coaching, there are so many different types of life coach. So make sure that you are using the specific type that you want to be. And if you have certification, even better. But I am a career transition coach. So I would not call myself a life coach. I would call myself a career transition coach. Number two, template and tailor. So I told you before, you can have a template with the information that you always use, which is your name, your address, contact information, the things that aren't going to change. Have a template for that so you don't have to recreate that every time. Also, you want to have your resume looking beautiful and light, laid out exactly the way you want it. So a template helps you to do that. Then all you have to do is go back in and plug in the specific information. However, Be careful if you're making a copy and changing that information. Let me tell you about a mistake I made one time. I used a copy of my resume or a cover letter, I can't remember which, and I applied for a job. I had changed everything, I thought. I got back in there, was going to use that same template for something else, and guess what? I had the wrong name for the school on the cover letter. I had the right information at the top. I had the wrong name. Guess what? I didn't get that job. Shocker. That's why you need a proofreader to catch those goofy mistakes. And tailor it to the specific job. Remember how I talked about your cover letter having those specific words and phrases in episode 32? So if you haven't listened to episode 32, go back and listen so you can have a standout cover letter to go with your killer resume. Your resume also needs those specifics. Let's talk about appearance for just a little bit. You want to be consistent with your font. You cannot have 10 different fonts and all these curly cues and weird things. No, keep it very traditional. Keep it to 11 to 12 points. No crazy colors on your fonts. You cannot have hot pink font. Use black, black font. Um, Your professional email. Make sure you don't have some weird email. When I was transitioning out of the classroom and into administration, before I had been using Teach and Mail at Gmail. Okay, so no, I can't use that. I had to change it to be more professional, so I changed it to my name. It was a whole lot more professional, easier for the for them to remember, and it was my name, so it was very standout. They didn't have to like try to remember something if they wanted to email me. 
So if you have sexy gal 88 or boy mom times three, no, get rid of it. That's your personal stuff. Get something professional. You can use color on your resume, but like I said, not on the font. If you do choose to use some color blocks, which would be color blocks, then make sure that they are professional colors. You want stuff like navy gray, or sorry, navy blue, gray, maroon, a dark green, not crazy colors. If you know their branding colors, make sure that you try to maybe match whatever their branding color is to your resume. That will give you a little bit of an edge. It'll help stand out. If their branding color is dark blue, navy blue, use that in your resume. Number three, the ATS or the Applicant Tracking System. Remember, this is used mostly for online applications. So make sure that you are trying to get to the top of that pile by making sure you're using those keywords and phrases and that you're not gonna kick, get, well, kick to the bottom of the pile in the Applicant Tracking System. There are some checkers online that you can run it through a couple of them are like job scan, uh, my perfect resume, a couple of different ones like that. Some of them you will get a few free times of running it through and then you'll have to pay. That's okay if you're just applying for like one job and you want to just really get your resume honed in tight. Um, you can run it through one of those free ones a couple of times, run it through, see what you need to fix, run it through again. You may get maybe up to three times. I'm not real sure on some of them, but they're really good and handy to help you see what you need to correct. Because the first time I ran mine through, I thought, oh man, I'm good. I've got a good resume. I've got all those keywords and phrases. No, no, no. It was bad. Um, I had to rework it big time and run it through multiple times after that to get it really in the green where I had a green light on that. Number four, length. Be succinct. There's no room for fluff, just like I talked about in your cover letter. Monster.com says one page for less than 10 years, two for more than 10 years. However, this is going to depend on your jobs. If you only have two jobs in the last 10 years, if you only put those two things, like your resume is going to need some stuff. So make sure that you are putting things like your jobs, your education, your professional memberships, anything that is relevant to the position that you are applying for. And number five, a proofreader. Like I said before, you know what you've written. And so it's very hard to go back and proofread your own work. And your Word doc system may not always catch that. Google um, Google Docs will sometimes catch things, but sometimes it doesn't. And Microsoft Word doesn't always catch your mistakes. So make sure that you have someone looking over that so you can catch those grammatical errors, your wording, clarity, even if it there are no grammatical or spelling mistakes in there and your wording is okay, sometimes your clarity is off and your sentences just maybe aren't as clear as they could be or succinct as they could be. All right, let's recap. Number one, make sure you have a good job description and that you research the company. Number two, template and tailor. Number three, the applicant tracking system. Make sure that you can get to the top of the pile. Number four is length. Keep it to one page if you can. Number five is a proofreader to make sure that you have the most beautiful resume that you can have. 
All right, my friends, that's it for today. However, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today. I hope that you're able to use some of today's content to have a killer resume and that it helps you get the job of your dreams. And I would so, so, so very much appreciate it if you would hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating and a review. That way I know that you're enjoying the show. It helps me to get in front of other people and it helps me to know what you like about the show so I can continue to give you the content that you like. And no matter what platform you listen on, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I want to also invite you to join our Facebook group where we're getting to know each other, supporting each other in each phase and season of life. And you can join by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift you up and give you peace. Have a great day, my friends. (music) 